Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Go, Go, Go Bots podcast. Go, 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 go bots. Go, 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 go. Oh, that song, I hope it is not stuck in my head for the rest of my life, but it is there, living red free. Ah, <laughs> uh. uh, yes, uh, I'm Rob. I'm Genbot. The Jenniest in Genbot. I'm David Bot. Oh. I feel like I have to apologize because I did not remember that this was so bad. Uh you you have to realize that this uh this was like concurrent with Armada and our our standards Ooh, yeah. were like absolutely different in the cellar. Like <laughs> the bar was so low. Like well, this well, this was written, you know, in English and was not translated poorly from another language. So yeah, and that that was a big uh, that was a big boost over Armada, which especially when you got to like Energon with the Unicron trilogy. At that point, you're basically just putting translated in air quotes. Yes, like we just kind of <laughs> ran this through running. Babblefish. Yeah, I, I think Google, I'm pretty sure Google Translate was a thing by then. Just just put it in Google Translate and there you go. <laughs> yeah, we haven't changed any of our bookmarks since 1996, though, so. <laughs> the, the writing on this is probably the least of its problems. <laughs> I mean, it, it has many problems. Yes, that, that's like on a list of top ten bad ones. That's maybe number six. But yes, yeah, so so we have decided uh between seasons uh with the the end of uh Rescue Bot season 1 and before we move on to Robots in Disguise 2015 season 1 uh aka the thirstiest transformers <laughs> uh we we are going to get that's entirely Steeljaw's doing. Uh we are yeah. going to uh revisit an older uh, in an earlier attempt at the the preschool age group, uh, which was actually as uh, we we briefly had a a pre show exchange where I picked on the uh, the wiki for talking about how they Hasbro was buoyed by the success of two thousand one's Robots in Disguise, which it doesn't tend to jump out of at me as like a super successful line, but I guess Rob, you were saying it it did actually sell relatively well yes and I, I i mean it's kind of become sort of the 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 uh forgotten sibling between the unicron trilogy and the beast stuff well that's probably because the rights to it are yes. in eternal limbo thanks yes. Saban. And confused limbo yeah and then those toys didn't age great yeah well and i don't just mean that all my all the rubber tires on mine have split <laughs> All the rubber tires on mine were stolen by ferrets. Oh, oh no! The remold redecos that are just Beast Wars toys are okay, but the rest of them less so. I, I like the construction guys okay. Oh yeah, the construction company. There, that's a pretty neat little set. Weird, but neat. yes. I'm 
I got I, I don't remember somewhere. if I've I've mentioned the story on here before about how I had just like just moved back to the DC area after living up in the the most northern reaches of Michigan for a few years and I was all excited to go toy hunting but it was, there was a little bit of snow and I I called up my buddy I was toy hunting with at at the time and he was like no but there's snow I was like this isn't snow I'm going out in this I think I might have actually, like, borrowed my parents' pickup truck because it was snowing. There's, like, two inches of snow. I was so excited. I was going to go and find some toys. I went out to Woodbridge, and I found – I actually found – I was so excited. I found the uh, – now I forget their team name, the the Ruination guys. Oh, the – oh, jeez. Um, did they have a team name? I know they turned into Ruination. I, I bought the whole set of them. I was so excited. I brought them home and I took them all out and I put them all together. I was like, these toys are just G1 Scramble City toys and they suck. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, they were the commandos. <laughs> like at some point it had oh. just not clicked in my brain that these were just a, a reissue of some old toys that from a toy perspective, were, especially from a toy perspective, in 2001, were not good. Yes. <laughs> so excited to have found them until I actually took them out. I was like, wait, wait a second. I've been had. I went out in the snow. I risked life and limb to buy some Scramble City reissues. So, uh, but yes, apparently that was, it was successful enough that they decided they wanted to try the, uh, the preschool line, which they had done previously, uh, in the, uh, the one, two, three transformers. Uh, actually first there, there was the rescue Roy, which yes. we discussed in, in previous episodes, uh, earlier than that in the eighties and maybe a little into the nineties, there were a couple, uh, that were like, they're, they're very forgotten now. They're probably worth a couple dollars. Uh, but they were like a race car and a jet. Uh, and those were actually released under Play School. Uh, these were also released under Play School. Uh, but yeah, they decided that the, this GoBots line actually deserved a couple cartoon episodes. But I like the note on the wiki page, uh, about <laughs> there were only four Episodes produced, animated by Wang Film Productions, each of which is just over 10 minutes long. The first two episodes came packed with a Speedbot toy in 2003. It does not mention explicitly, but one can understand that that was on VHS. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually had a couple copies of that that I tossed when I moved in 2017. <laughs> Along with all of my VHS tapes of Armada that I taped off Cartoon Network. <laughs> the last two episodes actually aired on television, but only twice and only in the New York and Chicago areas. Yeah. Uh, and actually the uh, copies that are up on YouTube, which I, I noticed it had like a little station identifier thing. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that aired? But yes, Barely. <laughs> it, it almost makes you wonder if there are more episodes of this that didn't make it out at all. Yeah, because especially um, like the the last episode definitely has like a mid-season sort of feel to it. I mean, as we will get to very soon, 
they're all just the same script. Yes. Pretty and, much. Uh, so yeah, we, we can talk a little bit Wang Film Productions, which is has a very interesting resume. Really? I didn't look at that oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, they did a bunch of stuff for Hanna-Barbera, uh, including hmm. Challenge of the GoBots. Um, they did oh. uh, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Ooh. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Ow. Uh, and they did the, the profoundly disturbing Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they... I mean, it has... Also, like an actual union voice cast, uh, Canadian from the time. voice cast. Yes, uh, you get Brian Dobson, Paul Dobson, Alexandro Giuliani, Night Scream, who sounds uh, extremely Night Scream. Yes, I actually yeah. thought that uh, Brian Dobson was was kind of channeling some John DiMaggio in here. Yeah, I can hear that. Wait, but, there's uh, two Dobsons. There are like very three su- Dobsons. I'm very surprised looking Goodness, at this to Dobson. see that, that Silverbolt, Silverbot and Reptron were not the same voice actor because they're the same voice. Yes. I think it's once you run it through all the like processing. Mm-hmm. Dobsons. We got Dobsons here. We, we got Dobsons hmm. here. So anyway, yes. Uh, I, I do recall, uh, back in the old days when, uh, after 3H lost the BotCon license, uh, some of us did a one-off show called Iacon One, uh, and we actually had a kid's room, uh, which was something that, you know, they hadn't really done with, with BotCon before, but in this case, there was actually some, like, small child relevant, you know, merchandise out. Uh, so we bought a bunch of GoBots and put the the VHS on, you know, back in the day when you would have the TV on a cart with the, the VCR. We had one of those <laughs> and we had a little, one of the rooms was the kids room and we just put this on repeat. Uh, and fortunately, no single one of us had to supervise that room for so long that it drove us completely mad. <laughs> uh, so- <laughs> I don't know how. Unless the TV was muted. <laughs> I, hey, I was in the art room. I was in the art room, so I I only occasionally had to experience the kids' room, but it seemed like a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, shall we go ahead and discuss this yeah, brilliant so, work? So all all there are four episodes. They're each about ten minutes long, uh, and all of them were written by Sean Roche, who well, has an extensive. Same I mean, script. It, it is kind of the same script. He's fairly written a lot of animation. Uh, going back to the 80s, the, uh, the Police Academy cartoon. Ooh. Mm. The Karate Kid cartoon. Mm. <laughs> nice. Uh, Captain N, the Game Master, the Bill and Ted cartoon. <gasps> you had oh, me at Captain N. <laughs> oh, X-Men Evolution? <gasps> uh, he did some, some of the more recent super book. Yes, there's uh, that's a like new a Christian book? thing. Yes, yeah, uh, that's apparently ran in, until like 2018. Yeah, Ooh. it's 2011 to 2019. Uh, looks like it's CG. Ah, and uh, also wrote a lot of uh, "Where on Earth Is Carmen Sandiego," which I watched a ton of uh, back in the day. I I have made that, the that, mistake. That was the the cartoon, not the game show. Yes, I, I made the mistake of looking at his IMDb list, and now I am wondering 
why there was a biker mice from Mars series in 2006, uh, why what? I wasn't aware of it. What? Uh, and there was a remake. Yeah, it came back. Listings. Yeah, I I think it was like a sequel. I think I... they brought like the original cast and everything because there was so much demand for it. Well, I know what <laughs> I know what I'll be researching tonight. Why was there, there was a new, that's somehow like, how do I miss a cartoon that happened in the 2000s? What? I mean, not that I would have watched it, but the fact that it exists is like, was like a weird French co-production or something that just only aired in Canada? No, it was on, it was apparently on uh, Fox Kids. Ah, that was the point where Fox Kids was like, Apparently going Barely holding on. Had Rob Paulson. Yeah, it did. Jess and, uh, Harnell. 90210's Ian Ziering. Yes. Huh. I will look into this later. <laughs> and uh, that guy who played uh, uh, old explorer Witwicky in the first uh, Transformers movie. Aha. Oh. Was it like Thaddeus Witwicky or something? Yeah, I don't remember. I remember he existed. I don't remember his name. That requires more remembering that movie than I tend to do. Uh, Anyway, so uh, yeah, pretty extensive uh, animation resume. uh, Ended up writing all four of these episodes. And we begin with the pilot question mark. These are all more, these are kind of interchangeable, except the the fourth one introduces some continuity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Kind of. And a bunch of new stuff, which is why I mentioned that it, it has a very strong, almost like a second season feel. Yeah, that fourth one, actually, I think it ended, I, either I was going insane by the fourth one, or that was actually my favorite of them, because it was just, it introduced insane toy concepts. Yeah. Without yeah. explaining them whatsoever. Yes. Anyway, so the, uh, our first one is Typhoon Twister. And we get uh, kind of an explanation of the premise in the intro. So, since the dawn of time, uh, a, a race of super advanced robots have lived on this in the city Butropolis. Butropolis. The city is called But. And 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 and, no. and once again, uh, Transformers has a real problem with the concept of the dawn of time. <laughs> what yes. year? Yeah. I love it when that happens. Since the dawn of time. Like, you can't just have a, a, a robots that live in a city and that's happened since the dawn of time. No. Right. That's not, that's not how the dawn of time works. Yeah. yeah. If, okay, the... If a civilization has had long enough to be established, you're not at the dawn of time. You're, yeah. you're some amount into time. Yeah, well, the beginning, whatever. The, the, the writing is a little off. But, like, the first thing that hit me was, like, the colors and the designs are mm-hmm. very 2000s era. Yes, they're eye-searing because it's still early in the era of digital paint. And things are just bright. Yeah. I mean, also, the toys were actually that bright. Well, yeah, but it's... Yeah, I I kind of love the design of these, like, uh, Batropolis counselors. Yeah, the weird mm-hmm. generics, like, they... I don't know if they're Quintazon-like. There's a guy who's kind of wearing, like, a daishiki. Yeah, they're... 
just odd designs. The Daishikiest in, in Daishiki bot. Don't feel like <laughs> Transformers designs, and yet they feel like something that Floro Derry could have drawn. Yes. It Only is worth noting that unlike, unlike Rescue Bots, uh, this has trans, it's Transformers colon GoBots. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't actually use any, these are not oh, Autobots or Decepticons, they are not from Cybertron. Uh, so there's no, like, actual Transformers, like, world building, I don't know. Yeah. So it turns out that, so I, I guess what, every year they send a team of GoBots to protect and serve the planet that needs them the most. This year that planet... Is Earth. And Can honestly, it's probably Earth every year, because uh, you've been here lately. I just I just want to take a moment to point out that this is just aggressively colonialist, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, well, I we, mean, we'll get... they're really only living, like, under one of our theme parks. Yeah. Of course, the... Still. We'll get to this in a, late, in a, in a little bit, but they're not so much helping the people of Earth... <laughs> Uh, you know, they're not protecting the people of Earth from, like, natural disasters or, like, human villains. They're protecting the people of Earth from other GoBots. Yes. Yeah, just random renegade it's... GoBots. All of yeah, this is but... so problematic. <laughs> so, just the hubris. But anyway, we've got, we've got to choose the, the team. And, the, and first off, they choose the very best in AeroBot. Hey, he had the biggest toy until Hollerbot, so that's why he gets to be leader. Also, apparently, uh, my nephews really like the, the toy of him that I sent them at one point. Ooh. It, it is kind of a neat the, looking the, the, design, except for the head, which, well, that's a continuing problem with all these. The heads are weird. These have weird heads. I kind of appreciate how weird their heads are, but they're also kind of upsetting. upsetting. It... More organic, like, it's hard to describe, not, actually. I mean, they're not entirely toy inaccurate. This is basically how the toys' heads looked. Mm-hmm. They didn't have, like, very standard... That That is something that they seem to have done here that they decided to do differently with rescue bots, is again, Rescue Bots is a lot more grounded in being Transformers than this is. This is not yes. nearly so grounded, and part of that means throwing out concepts like the helmet and face mm. heads. So they do have a lot of funky heads, but that was, you know, that's just brought in from the like, toys. Yeah, but like Aerobot's head is short, sort of like shaped kind of like the Tick's head or Sentinel Prime's head. Mm-hmm. But yes. like with a weird mask yes, on and like goggles and teeny tiny eyes drawn on and <laughs> somehow it, it just doesn't all gel together as a robot head. Or at least robot head in the traditional sense that we know it from Transformers or Gundam or whatever else. It's odd. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, they also chose the fastest in speed bot. I'm sensing a train. The strongest. In strong bot. <laughs> I mean, it would be embarrassing if he wasn't the strongest. It would. It really would. The wildest in a wild bot. Wait. Uh, no, sorry. The no. beastest in beast bot. <laughs> no, I'm the sorry. Wildest. Uh, the wildest, wildest in, in beast, beast bot. bot. Yes. Like, is the wildest really a good qualifier? 
I mean, it mm. depends on what you need. Like, if it's like the, the, that dumb episode of Beast Wars where everybody goes blind and then Tigatron <laughs> has, no, that was, uh, Rhinox. Yeah. I don't, no, there's the one that Tigatron has to help them. Oh, that's, um, Call of the Wild? Yeah. Where they all get stuck in beast mode. Where in oh, that yeah. and case. They're, being... Like their beast instincts start taking over? Yeah. So and then the, Megatron goes out in in like hilarious great white hunter gear. Yes, to hunt them. Oh, is, is that and the, it was recently pointed out on Twitter that Black Rachnia has a drum that's yes. got like a white tiger hide over the drum, <laughs> and they're wondering if they specifically went and dug up Tigatron's girlfriend to make. <laughs> I think that episode actually happens before that one, though. Oh, that's disappointing. Mm. And uh, the most clever in Buzzerbot, who is maybe the one who's the most based on any existing Transformer, because he's very Waspinator. Yeah, yeah, I I really like that the Waspinator-inspired one gets to be the most clever. Yes. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> and uh, amusingly, there's a later toy of him that turns into a motorcycle, much like Waspinator. <laughs> that is a good point. Oh, and it's a very like thrust looking motorcycle. Oh, yeah, because oh. it's got sort of a a wasp theme. So motif. So this alternate universe love waspinator. Hmm. Yes. Perhaps. Perhaps it does. So, and then we get the theme song, which is repeated many, many times in these episodes, I... and is the reason that I can no longer eat solid food or recognize <laughs> simple shapes. Like go 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 bots. Go 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 bots. Go 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 bots. There's so much going in this show, even apart from that. When they're all like going to Earth, there's like go go go, and we're go go. And all systems are go go go. Go pods. Go so many times. And it's their catchphrase. They just say randomly, go 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 bots. But it's like the append go to everything. It it becomes incessant, and that theme's like. I took a break after watching the first one to watch another video because, well, I don't know. There there was something that that popped up. No, there no. No, after the first one, it was like someone just linked me something, so I watched that. But after watching the second one, and after watching each one, I had to watch something else because that song plays like. Six to eight times in every ten minute episode. Just go 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 bots. Go 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 bots. Look and like there's there's see, other they music. They only had three songs. They only had four episodes, but they had to get in an entire season worth of saying of the theme song. Yeah, that's that's a th- and they're like short episodes, but it like that theme song is not good. Overly repetitive. It only has four words. Go, go, bots. No, actually, it only has two <laughs> words. Uh, it, it's yeah. go and bots. <laughs> yeah, it's like that song will not be appearing in this episode. Like normally, I take the opening theme song of something when we do something different and stick it in the episode. Like I stick intros in the episodes. Like oh, when we finally get started talking about an episode, that's when I stick the theme song in. And it's fun to do that sometimes when it takes us ten minutes to get to the beginning of an episode. <laughs> but for this, I'm not including it because that song is horrid. 
it hurts. It hurts. As Rob said, it removes joy in your sense of taste. (laughs) I I have found a little joy again because I was uh, poking around the wiki, uh, jogging my memory on this toy line because, like, between me and and my cohorts at the time, there was a lot of collecting of it going on and, and getting very fixated on stuff and then honestly at this point it's just i found some of them in my computer parts closet when i was moving and the ones that didn't have serious like rubber gunk or gps (laughs) problems were given to my nephews but i i was just looking at uh the buzzer butt toy and there's just a line in the wiki that says this mold was redecoed for release in japan as billy I just saw that too. Like Billy, and one of the other ones is named Max. So they just gave them cute names. That's they just gave them cute, adorable, and weird English people names, which is kind of adorable. Also, Billy is what they call Blaster in the Omni Headmasters dub. So bonus points. Yes. There. So yes, we open Typhoon Twister with uh, our reckless bot of the episode, Silver Bot. Yes, who is an aerobot redeco? Who is not silver at all? I mean, the toy is kind of silver. Like he's orange. Kind of gray-ish. Yes. And apparently his first toy was released as Silver Bolt. Yeah, that rings a bell. Oh, oh I guess the toy is silver. But, like, in the episode, he's mostly, like, white and orange. And he also has a, what well, kind of looks like a little soul patch. Yes, he does, which is not on it, the toy. It definitely makes him look like more of, like more of a douche. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Presumably that was the intent because it is not actually on the toy. So that's how you know he's the evil Redeco. Also, yes. I apologize for the meowing in the background if my mic is picking it up. Arya has decided that she needs to fun. be on the porch. Oh, yeah, it's the thing. She cannot be on the porch. The quote unquote evil Gobot in each episode is just a Redeco of one of the other main characters. Ah, uh, that's only Except true for this episode, for the... they're all black redecos. Well, that's not true in the third one. Well, okay, the last episode has one new one. Well, don't don't forget Reptor- Reptron's Rampage. Yes, he Wait, is the, a the, redeco, um, but not of someone who's Beast been... Beastbot guy doesn't have a Dinobot redeco? Yeah, I think there was a Dinobot, but who, oh. he's not on this show. Yes. So he is... Uh, okay. I don't know, the... the... Good guys change alt modes. I thought I just missed one. Yeah, yeah, it was a little... By by the third episode, I was definitely mm. like, so all the black repaints are the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're getting a little too on the nose here, guys. Settle down. So, we yes, we open with Silver Bot, who, who comes out and uh, decides that, uh, you know, this planet is... Uh, you know, the a great place to test out my powers. Uh, and specifically, he's at the Island Pearl Resort, and there's a giant sculpture of a clam with a giant pearl in it. Yes, as you have, as is perfectly normal and reasonable. So basically, the true villain of all of these episodes, uh, the true villains are hubris and toxic masculinity. Yes. <laughs> Because you have someone who's basically been, one of these bots has been chugging monster, (laughs) and they're just like, 
I'm the best at everything. I'm going to go be the best and have a bunch of fun. And it's, they're just, they're frat bros. They're like (laughs) super coked up frat bros. You can choose to interpret coke in whichever form you would like. But they're definitely, they're, they're bros who are just like super hyped up and rare to go. One might say aggro. They're like super aggro frat guys. Yeah, so he creates like a giant whirlpool. It somehow becomes what is referred to as a hurricane, but is definitely not a hurricane. um, They refer to it in the title as Typhoon, but it is absolutely just a water spout. It's a fairly significant water spout, and that's that's not a hurricane. I mean, I guess when you're three, maybe you think that's a hurricane. I mean, listen, rescue bots would not make this mistake. (laughs) (laughs) No. But, like, brightly colored characters causing natural disasters in a not-quite-Hawaii-but-definitely-meant-to-be-Hawaii setting. Just like, it gave me a flashback to Hawaiian Slammers. Oh, God. The only cartoon to come out of the 90s Pog craze. Yes! (laughs) Another cartoon pilot that didn't go anywhere. And that also basically wasn't released. Yeah. Well, that, did that come out on VG, VHS? I thought it might have come out on VHS, but it like didn't. It was not. It was a pilot that did not get picked up nope. because it's terrible. Even for, even by nineties cartoon standards, well, it's atrocious. I mean, it's bad. I, but I it, did notice there there is just as bad that did air when they were picking the team the for this biker mice. When they were picking the team for this uh, particular mission. They had, they told the, the, uh, the beasts to stay home, and that made me sad. They're being very truck, not monkey on this particular <laughs> mission, but this. I felt a little better a couple episodes later when they made the non-beasts stay home and only brought the beasts. Yes. So. And this is where we see the two GoBots who are not in the opening credits, uh, KidBot and GasBot. Who are not yes. named in this episode. KidBot is they aren't. I don't they, think they're they don't the speak in this episode. Third episode, maybe. I think it's the second episode where they their name because they're not in the third and fourth. They're just in this I one thought, and the second. Oh, oh. Kidbot is kind of like a kid proportioned. Uh, initially, I just thought I was missing his tail. He was like a monkey. Yeah, because he sort of does make <laughs> monkey noises at one point, and well, we'll get to. The and next then Gasbot is like a living gas pump. Yeah, but he's a robot. Yeah, he's basically a bot bot. Yeah, or he's uh, he's like a like the gonk droid from uh, from Star Wars. Yeah, these were little gonk. like PVC figurines that came with the. Uh... So this brings us to one of the things that we will notice very shortly. Uh, one of the conceits of this show is that Gobots had a lot of basically characters having multiple toys that were just all the same color. Uh, but when they do that here, what it comes down to is you've got a robot mode that's based on the robot mode of one of those toys, but then they can transform into any of those other alt modes. Uh, so there is a speed bot. The default speed bot is just like the little race car, like, not like a, a Formula One race car, but like just a, a standard sports car. Uh, but then there is a, a Formula One 
version of him that came out uh and these uh kid bot and gas bot were little figurines that came with that so that's where they're yes. from i had to look it up though i had forgotten and uh yeah they don't speak they just make weird frank welker monkey noises yes Ooh. uh they they will have their spritle and chim chim moment <laughs> soon enough oh god yes. Yeah, it's not quite like minicon noises because I, I did sort of think of minicons, but it is more like monkey noises. It's sort of somewhere between minicons and monkeys. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, they, they all live and work in the go pod and they get in the go shoots to go, <laughs> go, go bots. Dun, 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 dun. So much going. There's so much going. <laughs> So yeah, it's Aerobot, Strongbot, and Speedbot to the rescue. Uh, already there is a cruise ship that is looking to be, uh, Poseidon adventured by this, uh, by this hurricane slash typhoon. Uh, but of, so the, the, you know, we get a shot of them shooing the passengers back below decks. And these passengers are very calm. <laughs> yeah, nobody's screaming or running. They're being very chill. So. Once they get there, Silverbot is all, hey, Aerobot, you want to race? <laughs> you race me, bro? As you do. Because, again, very just aggro bros. Yep. Want to race me, you pussy? <laughs> the true villain is aggro bros. <laughs> Are you chicken? <laughs> and, and because Silverbot is such a bro, he decides, well, it's not, you know, I got to make this a challenge for myself. So he has to tow, he tries towing this cruise ship, much to its detriment. That's not how cruise ships or jets work. No. To its strange also, animation the- errors. Uh, like the, the, the anchor chain is on a separate frame. Okay, that's fine. But when the ship is bobbing up and down, the anchor chain is not moving. <laughs> so the anchor chain is just sort of <laughs> hovering in the air right in front of it until he yanks the chain and it moves. It's like, it's just a little animation error, but with the bright colors and the anti-aliasing on these pixels. Oh my god. Like, seeing it in as good quality as you can get for the first two episodes on YouTube, it's like, it's eye-straining, like, the video quality of it. Yeah, I do kind of wish I had held on to that VHS so I could maybe try another rip, but the, the guy who uploaded it does have, like, this is apparently the improved version, it's, so... Mm-hmm. I think that's as high, that's as HD as it gets on YouTube. And it did not look good. On YouTube from VHS. Yes. Mm-hmm. So luckily this cruise ship is towed to safety. But so Aerobot gets, uh, challenged to another race. And this time the loser leaves the planet. Even though, like, the GoBots have decided they're protecting this planet this year. I guess they're just going to up and leave, like, oh, well. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess even though he is the best in Aerobot, that will still leave the strongest, the fastest, the wildest, and the cleverest. That's fair. So, you know, they'll have to send in the second best. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, they they won't because uh, Silverbot gets slammed in this giant clan. Yes. And meanwhile, while this is happening, Speedbot is just towing a bunch of buses to safety. (laughs) 
again, like over sand. Yeah. Like again, not how any of this works. Uh, and then, th- then his path gets blocked by palm trees. Then power lines fall over, and then the the palm trees catch on fire. <laughs> Which, uh... Escalating peril. Yeah. But luckily, uh, Aerobot takes that big pearl and then just hucks it into the ocean. And that causes a big splash, and that puts the fire out. <laughs> yes. So sure. Silverbot is trying to smash this... He's trying to grab this pearl, which apparently floats now. Well, because it's not an actual pearl, it's just part of a sign, so it's probably... Right, hollow, but it, I mean, it's, it's I guess it's hollow, but it also made that huge splash instead of just... Poking in there like a beach ball. Well, yeah, we're we're um, asking a lot of physics in this episode. Yes. Well, well, <laughs> yes. we're we're about to get to that because so Silverbot gets caught in this hur- hurricane, and then it's hurricane that's literally just a single water spout. Yes. So now Aerobot and Speedbot are going to race around this hurricane in the opposite direction, like the Flash, this is and that like- will somehow dissipate it. This is like when they had to tell people in Florida not to shoot at the hurricane. (laughs) It's exactly what I thought of, was them thinking that they could shoot at the hurricane. (laughs) This is where ideas like that come from. You have to be responsible in your storytelling. So this this does work, and uh, also we, uh, of note here... All the humans just know who the GoBots are. Yes. Yeah, there's no attempt at robots in disguise. Nope. Nope. And especially since Aerobot is not in no way a recognizable human airplane. No. <laughs> well, none of them are quite exactly that. Plus, they're also huge, apparently. Like, it, the hugeness was not made clear until the fourth episode, but they're larger than normal cars. Yes. So, and Silverbot says, oh, you know, I, I, I realize now that I can't just dick around on Earth with my powers. Maybe one day I'll, I'll be able to train and then I'll be a, uh, one of the GoBot heroes like you. Get used to that speech. Yes. He specifically said a GoBot protector. Protector. They're using GoBots from the other GoBots. <laughs> to our Patreon episode. <laughs> well, they do own them at this point. Yes. So the, the, these are actually renegades, not called renegades, just dicking around all macho around the universe, trying to get people into races, and being converted to being protectors, even after causing massive damage and suffering no apparent repercussions. Nope. They just go back to go, go Botropolis and, or Botropolis and, it's Look, fine. they're juveniles. I think you mean they have to will... go, go, go back to to Botropolis. Oh, Their yes. records will be sealed. It'll be fine. Diplomatic immunity. That's right. They're, they're, he's still a juvenile. Yes. I would hope so, considering his behavior. All right. So that brings us to episode two, Arctic Oil Spill. And it is basically the same thing, except uh, instead of a a beach resort it is an arctic village of some sort uh, it's a ski resort a ski we've resort. gone from hawaii to alaska yes the freak states yes 
Uh, we just change it. We change out a fast plane for a fast black car. That is Mototron. Driving around being a dick. Yes, Mototron is a speedbot redeco. Yes, and, and, and this is where I didn't even notice the, the bot, the spridling chim chim bots in the first <laughs> episode, really. I didn't notice them till here. So I was being distracted by the music. And they, they even have, they even have the plane aerobot tow a damn <laughs> boat again with a chain. Do you notice that the boat has the same captain? Oh, I didn't notice that. He's just yes. the captain That's of right. everything. So I, I, I guess in some it's kind of order, we've got the but the color of the boat. Well, has it's, it's an oil tanker. But jeez, yes. Oh, towing an oil tanker uphill. Oh, it's, it's, it's like Fitzcarraldo. Oh, episode. It's like it's the last episode. It's it's a very um. Find and replace to change the the plot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Where have we yeah, seen so this Yeah, so Mototron decides that Earth is a fun place to chill and just ends up smashing through this oil pipeline and there's just oil flooding out into the, uh, into the unspoiled wilderness. Oops. And yeah, it's time for, uh, and this time it's, uh, Beastbot and Speedbot and of course Aerobot who go out. Yes, Beastbot has again, like I like I was saying, uh, they would put out a toy. They'd put out like multiple toys that were the same character. Uh, he has a gorilla mode and a presumably cheetah, but actually just adorable kitty cat mode. Kitty. Well, I think he was re- originally released as like Cheetor. It's a kitty. Wasn't there like a? Uh, now I have to dig too far on the toy look, page, but there's like six different decos of that Cheetor Beast Bot Kitty toy. Mm-hmm. Reds uh, there's yellow Gorilla Bot. He was originally Gorilla Bot, and then he got the name Beast Bot when they did the Cheetor one. But since it was the same colors, they decided it was the same character. Yes, <laughs> shares the same base mold with Chuck. Tigertron, George, and the heavily retooled Predatron. George! George. I'm assuming that's a Japanese release in this context. It was going to be the summer of George. (laughs) George, and then the Katakana, is a helpful gobot. And one of his other toys lists. Similar toys include Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Robot named Greg. Have a, a new source of joy is knowing that these uh these just had normal English human names I in Japan. I don't want a Greg now. <laughs> just because Greg. It's Greg. Uh, so yeah, they so they get there. Uh, once again, Aerobot is gonna have to tow, tow this oil tanker, I guess, up to the mountain so that they can then put the oil in it. That's not how oil tankers work. That's not how ships work. I mean, it's possible this is just the same ship from last time, and this guy's just, oh yeah, you're just gonna have to fill the cabins with oil. They, well, it's also brown this time. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, we, we repainted it brown. You're just gonna have to fill the cabins and like the, the pool with oil, and that'll work. Like, somehow. I'm pretty sure there are trucks that are made for this sort of thing, so you don't have to <laughs> have a jet tow a ship. Oh, just, ah, that's not how anything works. I can't deal with it. And then once again, Mototron see, sees this guy and he's all like, hey, uh, you know, uh, how about you, uh, how about a race? Race me, coward. 
<laughs> Debate me, coward. And Aerobot is all, uh, no, you may have noticed that I'm actually towing a giant oil tanker right now. I'm very busy. <laughs> yes. And so he just breaks the tow chain, so this oil tanker is now speeding down the mountain. <laughs> it's not good. Sure. And also these just these pipes are just rolling down the hill towards this ski resort. Yes. There's there's a lot of uh pretty serious peril going on here. And I believe it's around this point that uh Mototron says, I'm the best bud ever, you know. <laughs> I guess maybe he is aiming to replace Aerobot. More more like the jerkiest in jerkbot. Yes. Anyway, back at the GoPod, uh, Kidbot and Gasbot are mater- mysteriously missing, and it turns out they are in Speedbot's trunk, which I know we've talked, back in Prime, we talked a whole lot about how Smokescreen didn't know it was like this giant shard of jagged metal inside him. <laughs> but Speedbot did not notice that there was, there were two people inside of him. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, at least the Mach 5 was not a sentient being. No, moving around, probably scratching themselves. <laughs> Providing commentary. And he was in robot mode when he left. Yeah. They somehow snuck into him in robot mode. <laughs> like giant parasites. Yes. Exactly like giant parasites. And they, of course, try to help and then immediately uh, screw it up and almost die. As as a Spridal and, and Chim Chim do. Yes. Yes. As is the way of their kind. Oh, I, I, I you know, I know everyone loves that Speed Racer movie, but there is too much Spridal and Chim Chim in that movie. Well any Spridal and Chim Chim in any Speed Racer is honestly too much Spridal and Chim Chim, but that movie's real fun. Yes. It is fun, but there's too much chimp in that movie, I'm sorry. Yes. These people shouldn't own a chimp. <laughs> no one should own a chimp, but yes. No. No. They beat up nonjas. No. It's fine. Yeah, I, no, I agree. They definitely shouldn't own a chimp. <laughs> I'll just say that's that, not me trying to discourage my cat from jumping <laughs> directly on my desk again. Uh, so we all end up in, in a mine. Uh, Mototron is... Uh, Racing through this mine, he some ends up racing Kidbot and Gasbot, who end up in a in a mine rail car. car. Yeah. Yes, they're in a mine car, which he's just like driving down the mine tracks. But also, there's a mine car, and scale is not a thing they care about. Yeah, not really. No. And then Mototron uh, ends up like smashing through a pillar and causing a giant uh, mine collapse. I mean, yes, it it is worth noting. We mentioned how all the stories are basically the same, but they they do all end in the quote bad guy being defeated by their own hubris. Yes. The other characters don't even need to be here. The good Gobots don't even need to show up. They well, just could leave the bad guys to be defeated by their own hubris. And there you go, the end. Minor natural disasters and chaos and destruction of property and. Threats to human beings, but yes, the good guys could just completely ignore the the renegade Gobots, and things would kind of work out on their own. Kind of. I mean, I guess you know they have to avert this whole the titular Arctic oil spill. Yes, or well, the yeah, typhoon twister. Yes, they have to clean up after their own countrymen. <laughs> 
GoBots come get your man. <laughs> Maybe if they really wanted to protect Earth, they could have just not shown up. <laughs> yeah, you, you wonder, like, why, how, why these people all just decided to go to Earth? Are they always causing trouble throughout the galaxy? Are they subtly encouraged to do this so that the GoBots will have something to do on Earth? Well, that's because they declare the Earth was the planet they're protecting this year. Yeah. Except they're only protecting it. I guess the question is, there are two different ways you could interpret that. Either their aggro frat boys are just constantly causing trouble everywhere, and they just choose one planet to actually help. (laughs) (laughs) To actually do something about it. Or alternately, you get the old, like... G1 Marvel Optimus Prime angst of, like, we brought war to this planet. (laughs) None of this would be happening if we hadn't shown up and brought the Decepticons with us. That's how, that's how I think it works. Like, at the beginning, in the first episode, they announced, oh, we're sending these heroes to go to Earth to protect it. And there was a broadcast all over Gobatron or wherever Botteropolis is. So everyone this year has heard of Earth. So it's like when they think, I'm going to cause mayhem. Oh, I've heard of Earth. Woo, spring break. <laughs> it's the last thought that was in their little drunken frat boy head. That's basically they have declared that's where spring break is this year. And now they have to deal with the consequences. Gobot spring break. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, he is trapped in this cave-in, doomed by his own hubris. As they all are. They they pull him out, and basically the exact same thing from the end of the last episode happens, and also Kidbot and Gasbot are sentenced to polish the GoPod. Except then they're, like, really excited, excited about, about that, and then yeah. they're like, haha, you sure love everything there is about being a GoBot, which feels really branding-y. Yes. You even doing our chores. Also, it makes me wonder, like, I mean, I don't think anyone has ever told me that I love everything there is about being a human, because (laughs) there's not, like, other options. So it's like, (laughs) are they uplifted from other races? (laughs) Like, the race of being a a gas pump? (laughs) I mean, being a gas pump sounds pretty terrible. I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, my, I, every, with every step I take, all I can hear is the horrible sloshing of my flammable innards. <laughs> I, 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 I plunge my arm into my compatriots to fuel them. Please end my terrible life. Please hope that's just an arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, and, and there's, um, catchphrase infringement that gets said in this episode gotta go fast um oh yeah. yes there Sega is also might that be concerned there guys <laughs> oh and and uh, there's a great um exchange between the 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 captain and aerobot Razor. i i don't know how you're gonna get this huge tanker up that mountain with go power <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, which, which... that doesn't explain anything aerobot no <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna That's get... what I call my energy drinks too. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get filled with go power and get this done. Uh-huh. Sure. I'm gonna go... <laughs> get filled with go power and pass out. <laughs> you know, on, on this planet we just call that meth. 
And that brings us to episode three, Reptron's Rampage. This one has a dinosaur. So shout out to our friends who like dinosaurs. That's right. Third verse, same as the first, but yes, there's a dinosaur in this episode at least. And and an ancient temple. Yes, which is always fun, but oh, that that temple's not long for this earth. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Yeah, so this time we are in the jungle. The mighty jungle. TM. The Raptron sleeps tonight. And it's a great, gonna be a great place to push my powers to the max. <laughs> to be fair, Transformers has a long history of things taking place in the jungle, TM. Yeah. That was a, a popular setting in G1, seasons one and two. Yeah, so it's very familiar and it's out of the way. And it, admittedly, Aside from destroying trees and tearing down vines, the first thing Reptron does actually kind of approve of? By, like, um, nearly killing some colonizers trying to steal shit from a foreign ancient city? (laughs) Go Reptron? Yes. It belongs in a museum. (laughs) Yes. Because this is a straight-up Indiana Jones temple. It it very much is. Well, it, it... Kind of, it, it's sort of vaguely South American ziggurat uh, pyramid thing. A- and um, it's more uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple than Indiana Jones. Yeah. Look, this was 2002. We didn't question our colonialism yet. Not quite. Yeah. It was early days. So he. Uh, oh, and actually, the, I think these are the two humans that have the most dialogue. I think they are, because they, they've got accents and everything. And just yes. annoying white guy, British guys trying to steal shit from a South American temple. Oh yes. So he Anywho. ends up uh, causing a giant flood. He also knocks down a ton of trees. Mm-hmm. Yes, doing just lots of general destruction. Yes, there's a lot of general destruction being performed by these messed up frat boys. <laughs> And so this time it's uh it's Beastbot and Buzzerbot who are heading out on the mission. It, it is the Beast Boys time to shine. Yay, Yay boys. I'm I'm glad that Buzzerbot got to go on something because he's adorable. Yeah. So Aerobot, he starts building a dam and by dam I just mean like a just a giant pile of trees and rocks. That's how it works, right? Yeah, sure, <laughs> just build a giant pile of crap. <laughs> boom, it's a dam. Well, yes. You know, good job. Beavers do that it works kind of I suppose. When you have the help of a groundhog. Mm-hmm. Oh, prairie dog. Sorry. So they... So yeah, so while Aerobot is doing this, it's Beast... It's Beastbot and Buzzerbot who have to deal with uh, with Reptron. Buzzerbot sounds extremely Night Scream in this episode, which is not endearing to me greatly. <laughs> Aww, yeah. that's fair. Night Scream. Remember, as you will recall from our Beast Machines episodes, Night Scream, the worst. <laughs> He's pretty bad. Which is a shame, because he's... The his, worst. But I like Buzzerbot. His voice actor is, seems very nice and is a good actor, but yeah, Night Scream was um, not a good character. Yeah, he, yeah, no, nothing against him. He was very good on uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yeah. Although they're also kind of playing a weenie. Which, like, the episode where he sang and had such a beautiful voice, that was like, Night Scream could sing? Well, most of the time he's like, just too busy I mean, he's shooting, a, his, he's a bat. shooting his dentures at people. 
<laughs> I mean, it didn't if help. Only... What a hideous character design, my god. Yeah. Oh my god, now I just really want him and and Beast Machine's Silver Bolt to start an Ebo band. <laughs> Sing about their feelings. Wings of the Night. Yes! <laughs> oh, it's terrible, I love it. Oh, they would be a retro goth vampire band, wouldn't they? Uh. <laughs> uh. So yeah, they, they they stopped some of this flooding. Um, Reptron and Beastbot ended up once again challenged to a third race. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time through this uh, vaguely Mesoamerican ziggurat. And it is full of, and once again, it's okay. You know, loser leaves earth. Yeah, but there's, there's like arrow traps, fire traps, a giant pit of acid. Giant pit of acid. Perfectly stable after all of this time. Yep, just it hasn't green like acid. separated into parts or anything. Theoretically acid. And the, it the could cr- just be green bubbling slime from Nickelodeon that just has air pumped into it to make it bubble. Oh, sure. We just got, it's just a Can- bunch of gack. It's just algae. It's just some very <laughs> active algae that's got a lot of, uh, producing a lot of oxygen. And apparently this, uh, temple is so shoddily constructed that as these traps activate, the place just starts to shake itself apart. Well, there's giant robots running down its hallways that are just big enough for them. Yeah, it's Reptron is just destroying a priceless archeo- archaeological treasure here. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, well, at it, the end it, of the episode, it turns out yes. Which just yeah, Aerobot and uh, and Buzzerbot are just sort of running around and fixing this thing as it uh, shakes itself apart. So yeah, sure, it's fine. Yeah, they they basically have Superman's um, uh, put the Great Wall of China back together vision powers, <laughs> as you do. And uh, anyway, Reptron ends up once again trapped by his own hubris inside a big net. <laughs> yes, it's hanging upside down from the ceiling. And once more, we, once more, the day is saved. By hubris. Yep. Well, by, by the GoBots and also not hubris. <laughs> and also, I forgot, we get a new character model for, uh, Speedbot in this episode, and he looks weird and creepy. <laughs> yeah, is it another, is it a different robot mode? I think it's the same robot, he just has a different face. Oh. It's like a weird, oh, yeah, I think it's there's... closer to his toy. Yeah, like, there's a few shots where, like, he doesn't have eyes, so he's just this flat gray. It's very weird. Yes. Well, his eyes are a weird design to begin with, because they're, like, slits, but there's a couple times where he's not drawn with those eye slits, and it looks unsettling. Yes. Oh, and, uh, speaking of, uh, catchphrase infringement, uh, there's a paraphrase of, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is honestly kind of... The entire, every episode, but they actually say yeah. it almost this time. So they talk him into going back and training to become really good so he can be a robot protector one day. Good job. Yeah. Go get all A's. Go, go, go get all A's. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> go, go, go home. And that brings us to episode four, Racer Bot Road Rally. Yes. So yeah, this has a weird, like, I was trying to look up, apparently the, the toys that are featured here, like, didn't actually come out until after the line ended. I remember there being something 
weird going on with that. So it was it was a whole thing. Also, yeah. Hollerbot, he was large. Yeah, he was this, like a this $40 episode, toy. This is, this is definitely the best one because it's just completely insane with toys selling gimmicks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Buy me. And so this one actually starts a little differently. Instead of opening with them already destroying stuff on Earth, we open in Butropolis, where Racerbot Alpha and Racerbot Beta are racing through the streets, causing mayhem and toppling an entire skyscraper. Who I think in here are only referred to as the Racerbot Twins. Yes. Yeah, but then, uh, yes, also they absolutely murder thousands of people. Like, come on, guys. Like, it's 2005. 9-11 was four years ago. We can't just be knocking over skyscrapers yet. It's too soon. It's not cool. It's not cool. They did do it on purpose. They were driving up the skyscraper and it just sort of fell over. That's, I mean, I kind of got to blame the architects there. You have a city full of robots who can transform into vehicles. You figure somebody at some point is going to drive up the side of one of your buildings. I, sp- I, I, I blame uh, Batman and Robin. I blame their parents. <laughs> Well, actually, I blame the GoBot Council because apparently they tested their new experimental super material, GoBrillium, on, on these st- two. Yeah, on these like absolutely <laughs> on these absolute chodes. Like, <laughs> I don't even know why they decided these two. Well, I mean, I guess you kind can- of standard cartoon logic. You you test the experimental thing that might blow someone up on juvenile delinquents or criminals or um, I, the twins I, from animated. Yeah, I was gonna bring up those two. Who were good boys, but they were they were they were kind of messing around, screw up boys. They got yeah. goofs, but these two are just maniacs. These two yeah. live their lives a yes, quarter they, mile at a time. Those two. These two are basically stunticons. They are fast and furious. Those two are just. Adorable kids. These two are delinquents. Oh, yeah. Also, thumbs up. Awesome. Cat, these, stop. Yeah, the, these two own knives and know to show you that spot in the, wood where, in the woods where people drop off old yes. corners. <laughs> yes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly what they are. Well, oh, I, I know what I that like kid my, looks like. <laughs> my animated boys. They're good boys. But yeah, these two are delinquents. I don't know why they decided, except, I don't know, even in the real world, I guess experiments are done on prisoners. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, uh, Go Brillium makes you partially invisible. Yeah, the effect has a very strong, like, clear toy with a painted underside effect yeah, going. Yeah, it's... Like, it's probably the best effect in this entire show, with the, the transparent lines. I mean, it, it makes you into it's... one of the Shadow Strikers. <gasps> yes. That's definitely something we're going to watch for the show at some point. Oh, no. It's kind of like, I think it was from Tonka. It's kind of pseudo-mask, except they had the power. to Like, it was a bunch of vehicles with little figures, but also they could... Large portions of them were cast in translucent plastic, so they were partially invisible. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, but is that... they made like a cartoon pilot, and it's awful. This rings a bell. Is that one of those things that basically was an attempt to reboot Mask under a different name, I or think... is this an entirely different toy company? No, no, it's Tonka. I think was Mask Tonka. Uh, no, no, Mask wasn't Tonka. Mask was Mask was Kenner, I think. I think yeah. Mask. 
Uh, I feel like a bad person of my generation for not knowing this. I think Mask was Kenner, and I think... Uh, but Vortech was an attempt to remake oh, Vortech, Mask. Oh, Vortech, that was the one I was thinking of. It was part of the power block with uh, with Beast Wars. Powering up the power block. It was Kenner. I looked it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then. So this was not connected to Mask, but it was terrible. <laughs> and there is a... Uh, the, like, the entire pilot is online. Uh, like on YouTube, actually. I think, uh, uploaded by friend of the show, Monzo. Oh. And one of the villain's characteristics is that he communicates entirely in bad old, uh, celebrity impressions. <laughs> Which. That sounds, sounds really annoying. Like the best and worst character? Oh, it, it's extremely <laughs> annoying. I expect lots of Jack Nicholson. There is a Jack uh, Nicholson. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's also, uh, there's also Norman Bates and Norman Bates' mother. <laughs> and I think Catherine Hepburn. Catherine, it, well, okay, yeah, this is going to be a Patreon episode at some oh, point. Oh, you know, like Catherine Hepburn. Rally, I do. Anyway, this episode. I think my impression may be better than the one featured on the show. Yeah, this episode. So they, well, they're going to go on the Interstellar Challenge course. Which is a giant Fast and the Furious style uh, race across the galaxy where the, we literally see them driving through space and just ramming through asteroids. It's amazing. I, Which, I had some strong Energon flashbacks there. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Energon and, and just like so many other things have done races in space. Well, admittedly, it's not like they're running on the rings of Saturn with their own feet and it's like an animated flashback with Blur, but like cosmic race that somehow goes through or ends up on earth is like classic sci-fi trope um oh is that that might actually be part of the basis of or car ranger car, car, wait what is the Japanese well i know name? that i know that there's a bit in um uh an old a uh, bunch of old quasar comics where they have like a giant galactic marathon with all of marvel's super fast characters and also a mysterious uh, red-garbed uh, stranger from another universe who calls himself Buried Alien. <laughs> Buried no, Alien? that's terrible. I, this happened, I think, a couple years after Crisis, and it was written by Mark Grunewald, who was like a, a big old-school DC mm -hmm. fan. You can probably guess what his deal was. Yes. No, honestly, no, I'm not getting a Bur Buried Alien pun. Like Barry Allen- you see, oh. who is the Flash? Well, sorry, he's not the first Flash I think of. Is he the first <laughs> Barry you think of? No, that'd probably be Chuck Berry or Barry White. <laughs> no, no, I, I, my introduction to most of the DC universe is the cartoons. Wally West is my Flash. Oh, okay. Anyway, what, what the heck? So we we now cut to the GoPod and. Uh, the, the GoBots have, are receiving the highest honor from the from the Metropolis High Council, the Go Shield, which they just sort of beam towards them. Yeah. yeah so apparently the toys, the toys at first had like a chubby Autobot symbol, and yeah. then again, this is where it gets really toyetic. Is this one they replaced with like a sort of, uh, I guess hexagonal G. Mm -hmm. Which, yes, they just sort of beam onto them. 
Uh, except for Beastbot, who is out on a secret mission. Oh. And I'd say that it's because his voice actor was on vacation that week, but no, because he's Paul Dobson, <laughs> just like Aerobot. So maybe this actually meant, like, this was going to continue into something. Yeah, like I said, this has a really, like, second season, or at least mid-season vibe. It's weird. Like, this episode kind of feels more like a real show. Yeah, this one feels- Albeit an insane one that makes no sense. Yeah, like, like the first three episodes are like the same plot, it's basic, whatever. This one feels like a first episode plot, or like the sketch of a first episode where we need to add ten more minutes to make this a story, instead of just a series of incidents. But at least <laughs> it has more story incident than the previous episodes of, here's a jerk, causes chaos, we have to fix it. Yes. And speaking of, here's one of the former jerks. It's Silverbot. He is apparently converted to the side of not being a dick he anymore. He has already been <laughs> and reformed he... and re-educated. That's right. And he's say saying, hey, listen, you guys got to watch out for the Racerbot twins, because they're coming your way, and they are hell-bent for leather on Gobrillium. <laughs> Again, we just call it meth here. So you are going to need a holler bot to help you out. Time to sell this huge, weird toy. He's, he was a very large toy. He comes with a pterodon pet and a... At oh, no the, point the is this pterodon... Hmm? Yeah, the, I guess the trailer turns into a Gobrillium supercharger. Yeah, but it's, it's sort of turtle designed. I didn't realize it had a head of its own. It's just a trailer in the episode. Yeah, but it has a pterosaur that, like, I think it actually speaks with Holler's voice at one point. Like, it doesn't get a name, but it's clearly an independent it's entity. And it's never mentioned. Nope. Yeah. Like, nobody ever says anything. Hey, isn't it weird that you have, like, a pterodactyl just kind of hanging off you? And yeah, it's really yeah. not clear whether it's a pet or an extension of his own consciousness. No. <laughs> Yeah, even though at one point they all load up on the trailer and then the pterodactyl just grabs them and flies them away, like it's never mentioned that this is a thing that's there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was, this was like their big toy. Like, I, I remember yeah. being out with, uh, toy hunting with some friends and, and finding him and Unicron in the same stop and, uh, having to go get a buggy. And someone absolutely <laughs> dropped a hundo that day. <laughs> it was, it was, he's very, I, I think he was in like the 40 to $50 range. Which back then, you know, that was in 2003 money. Yeah. It's like a million dollars now. <laughs> it's not that much, but it's a lot. So yeah, they're, they're, the, the, the racer bots, they're going through the desert and the, the Go News Network is uh, reporting an actual human race that's going on. The Rattlesnake 500. Is it clear at any point whether the Go News Network is a GoBot organization or a human organization? It just appears to be human because we see two people in the helicopter and they're just normal humans. And in fact, the, uh, guy in the copter, uh, identifies the, Speedbot twins as uh, some kind of alien monster cars. In the previous episode, like they people knew what GoBots were, and in this they don't. But they just they look like cars. They're just 
bigger than regular cars. I don't know why they well, look Well, no, alien. they do well, know, because I think I... later on that guy is all, well, good news, the GoBots are here to save us from other GoBots. Oh. I, I do want to point out that one of the RacerBot twins is a really sweet-looking, like, 50s hot yes. rod. Yes. He looks cool. And oh they're God. just homicidally indifferent to these human racers. At one point, <laughs> one guy just gets yes. knocked off a cliff to his doom well, until he's caught by... Uh, by Aerobot's go-go gadget arms. I mean, they've already murdered a, a dozens, if not hundreds, of their own oh, they're people. Fine. So obviously, they have no concern. Go-bots for life. are strong; they bounce. But I can not- only assume they learned about Earth and and death rally races in Death Valley uh, from watching Speed Racer. Because uh, decided they're, that they're- they must cause. Running cars off the road. Yeah, well, it's called Death Valley, so I guess that means we better kill some people. <laughs> That's where, this is where we get to kill people, right? It's like the purge, except it's all the time and only in this location. <laughs> Death Race 2000, one of them is Frankenstein. Or <laughs> yeah. is Frankenstein the name of the car? Wait, no, actually, that'd make more sense if there was no Frankenstein. Car. Frankenstein was the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think the cars had names. Uh, Not in that one. Now they did might have they? had it in the Jason Statham remake. Probably. Oh, I don't remember. I did like this the remake, but I don't. It's remember. not bad. It's got it's got some good Joan Allen. Yes. Anyway, so they, you know, l- luckily, I, and I assume that Aerobot's toy had these uh, Go Go gadget arms. Uh, yeah, he, well, there was, uh... Or should there, I say, go, 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 gadget arms? Wait, did he actually even there have hands on the There was one that toy? had, like, a later release that had, like, punchy fists. Oh, okay. As a feature. Yeah, there was, in fact, at, at the end of the, the series, uh, there are some that are listed on the wiki as Aerobot flying fists and Silverbot flying fists. Uh, so they are, they are, they just hurtle over the Grand Canyon and then run out of Go Brillium halfway through. Oops. And then just hilariously plummet to their doom. <laughs> except just, they're, except they're saved. They just well, fell on Louise right off of there. They're saved because the good GoBots are also on GoBot meth. Yes. Thanks to Hauler. Yes. Yes, the turtle is actually a meth lab. <laughs> Apparently he's supposed to be an ankylosaur. Really? It's... Apparently. Oh. Okay. He's sort of... Sure. Maybe. Uh, I, well, I guess they're sort of turtle-looking. It's very it's... cute, though. I I pulled up... Uh, the TF Wiki, for the most part, defers to the tfu.info pages on a lot of these, yeah, uh, which pictures. actually means there's a fairly significant chance that some of these were toys that I had, or at least my friends had. Uh, <sighs> we took a lot of pictures for them. Uh, but the turtle has a very... Or the ankyl, I guess it has an ankylosaur tail, but the face is more turtley, but it's definitely 100% super adorable. <laughs> it's a very good face. Yeah. And so once again, Speedbot, they, they, they sort, they get the, they get the telling off, like, you know, you, you can't just casually murder humans. You gotta train so you can be cool robots like us. Someday you too will be cool like us. Aww. And they're like, gosh, we really want to be cool like you. They're not just like 
screw you, the man. <laughs> Which you would think would happen more often, but I don't know. Listen, maybe ultimately, only- <laughs> maybe ultimately, the the messed out frat boys realize that those in power are just their own evolved form. Uh, and so they, they realize that they need to continue to buy into the system. And so that is go, go, go bots. Go, go, and go, I believe go, go, I have, bots. I am go, 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 ing insane. What? Oh, that theme song. It's so, it's an earworm because it's two words over and over and, and a basic Casio drum beat. Oh. I mean, I mean, this was, it, um, it's infectious, but so is the coronavirus. <laughs> I did absolutely mm. still remember it. So I, I definitely ended up in the kids' room enough times for it to implant itself into my skull uh, before I got to go back to the art room. So yeah, I, it's definitely not up to, I, I kind of wonder, like, okay, I was going to say it's definitely not up to rescue bot standards. Oh, I wow. kind of wonder, like, how much, if it's just a matter of them not, you know, choosing to not put a whole lot of effort and investment into getting, like, more episodes and maybe some extra, like, maybe the writer charges by the plot and so they were like, well, if we just use the same plot four times, can we just pay you once? <laughs> Listen, we've, we've got some money left in the, uh, in the budget for media, for rest, for GoGot, for GoBots, but we don't have a lot. Yeah. I mean, as, as you mentioned, though, this was the only Western produced animation we were getting at the time, so. This was 100% of Hasbro's animation budget here. Uh, So they just didn't have very much of one at the time. So I I am sort of curious, like, if they just actively chose to half-ass it this bad, or if it was just that they they had bigger ambitions that got cut down to being four episodes, two of which were on a VHS tape pack-in, and the other two aired twice in New York and Chicago. Uh, because they but, could not yeah. sell it as a TV series because it was so bad, but it was so bad because they could not sell it as a TV series, but... It's a good thing that the movies came along and gave Hasbro a budget. Yeah, yeah. Because they, oh, that watching this, especially right after Rescue Bots, and how much I've enjoyed Rescue Bots. This, this was painful. This was repetitive. <laughs> this like was I said, I didn't remember it being quite it. this bad, and I have to assume it's because the bar at the time was so low. Kind of. I mean, the bar was basically on the ground at that point. Yes. Yeah. So anything was pretty fun and enjoyable. No, this is around the time when I remember, I think, enjoying those, like, CG G.I. Joe specials that uh, uh, Hasbro produced. Valor versus Venom. There was CG? Oh, yeah. I think they were, yeah. I mean, I don't think they were good at all but either i completely forgot them or i never they saw were, it you know not bet they were not badly translated from japanese so they seemed amazing 
Oh, wow, yeah. that was CG. I guess I completely missed that. Oh. So, I yeah, kind of remember I, seeing the toys, but not anything animated. This though. did make mm. me kind of nostalgic for the toys. I did like the toys. My nephews have liked the toys enough that uh when I was hanging out with my sister over the holidays, she brought up, like, what are the search terms I need to use on eBay if I were to... <laughs> <laughs> to want to procure more of these. Yeah, they're uh, unfortunately looking up GoBots is not super helpful, but you well, know. Transformers uh, GoBots, I just did look and I couldn't find like Greg or Max or any Billy, but uh they're apparently a bunch of them for like fifteen to twenty dollars, and they are adorable looking toys. They're cheaper and easier oh. to find apparently than rescue bots, which are hard to find on the secondary market. I've looked they're expensive. I guess that show, I mean, that show was on forever and was popular. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, it was, I, I kind of apologize for, for putting you all through this, but I'm kind of nostalgic for the toys now. I, I might have to see if I had kept any of those anywhere. Yeah, the, the toys are fine, but watching all four episodes of this, I think, was a mistake. <laughs> I think I might have a re- have a a racer bot that I like found that wasn't with the other ones that I had found to to give to my nephews. So I like kept him aside to later give to my nephews. So maybe I'll see if I can find him. But but yeah, it's it's not a good show, and I'm sorry that that I subjected you all to it. You probably should have just stopped at the first and second episodes. I didn't realize that all of the episodes were literally the exact same plots. But the problem with that is actually that the third and fourth episodes are better? Mm-hmm. Question mark? I mean, there, there's a dinosaur and there's more happening in the fourth episode, but... I do like the dinosaur. Those first two episodes are just the same episode. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ah, so we will be back next week with a couple of special guests. Yeah. Uh, we will have, uh, actually our, our previous occasional guests on, uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod, uh, Greg Sepalak and Trent Troop will be joining us, uh, because they did a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff on our next series, Robots in Disguise 2015. Parenthetically, I'm gonna need to work on my verb, my like implied tonal parentheses. Uh, but but yeah, that's I'm I'm looking forward to it. I watched a good bit of the show when it was running. I lost track of it because like I, things happened. I was moving. Everything was a disaster. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to to taking another look at that. And uh, until yeah. until that, of course, and you can find can- us. No, I, I was just going to say we can complain about the time shifts and the scheduling and the fact that some seasons aired in other countries well before they did in America. Yeah. It was weird. Although that will come up in episodes. Yes. yes. And, uh, of course, you can find us, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. And uh, we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. Patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, and every month we put out a special episode where we're doing something a little different. Uh, July, we finished up Kimono Friends. Uh, not sure what we're doing for August yet. Maybe we're going to see New Mutants. 
maybe? <laughs> uh, no, July was GoBots. June right. was the end of Kimono Friends. I have lost all sense August, of time uh, and place. I don't know. Yep. July was, uh, yes, we watched Challenge of the GoBots. So mm-hmm. we're being a little Which, bit thematic. I'm not sure I could say is any better than this. <laughs> the music is better. Barely. Yes. Yeah. The GoBots, the GoBots. I mean, it helps that we only watched one episode of it, so we don't know that all their episodes are exactly like it. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm the Genist in GenBot. And I'm Repto David. Good night. We'll be right back.